good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Network. The following show is just horrifying. Beware. You're not cheating on your wife if you eat my lemon square. Your lemon squares taste like ass. And welcome back to Horror Queers. It's a special mini review, and I'm Joe. And I'm Trace, and we are discussing Carter Smith's new queer horror film, Swallowed, which just had its world premiere at the Overlook Film Festival, everybody. And as you said, Joe, this is a bit of a weird one for us because this is a film that is not readily available yet. But we thought we'd come in and just offer a spoiler-free, completely spoiler-free review on this film since it's, I mean, it's kind of a big deal. Absolutely. Yeah. And folks, you can expect that we'll have a little bit more coverage of this when it is widely available. So as Trace said, spoiler-free, you can listen to this whole thing and you will only get the gist that you would get from reading a basic review. Yes, exactly. This is going to be really fun, though. I'm interested to see if either one of us slips up and we have to, like, cut things out. (laughs) Oh, 100%. 100%. (laughs) Well, okay. So this is a movie. I mean, honestly, I didn't really know much about this movie beforehand. There hasn't been a lot released about mm-hmm. just even the premise of this movie. I mean, it's very just general, you know, like, oh, we're delving into a world of bugs and drugs and sex. And <laughs> that kind of is what we get here, Joe. But do you have a basic premise we can offer our, our listeners? Yeah, so I'm looking at the IMDb plot synopsis, and it says that the film follows two best friends on their final night together with nightmare of drugs, bugs, and horrific intimacy. And the slightly longer version of that would be that it concerns Benjamin, who is played by Cooper Koch, and he is en route to go out to California to become a porn star, and he is being sent off by his friend Dom, who is played by Jose Colon. And Dom basically says, you know what, you don't have enough money. So come with me on this like sort of circuitous trip into the evening. I'm going to get you some money so that you're fine. And so what it is, is Dom is involved in some shady drug deals involving uh, carrying drugs across the border. And that's where we're introduced to Alice, who is played by Jenna Malone. She is not someone that Dom knows, and he doesn't entirely trust her, but she's like, look, you wanted money fast, so we've got to make this deal. So they immediately it's clear, oh, they're getting in over their heads, but they manage to make it over, and then things fall apart spectacularly in the back half of the film. And Trace, I'm interested, we're going to start this off by saying, did you like the movie and would you recommend it? But I'm intrigued because this film is super, super queer, mm-hmm. but it's also a bit more of a crime film than it's actually a quote-unquote proper horror film. You know, it's interesting because you you clued me into this. You watched this before, man. You, you messaged me and was like, hey, just a heads up. Like, this is more crime than horror. And it was funny because watching the first half, I was like, I mean, I see it, but this is still pretty, like, firmly in horror territory for me. Mm-hmm. And then at th- there, there is a turning point, or I'm sorry, the arrival of a character about halfway through this movie or in the back half where I was like, oh, okay. Then it kind of switches gears for me. 
You are correct, but emphasizing the queerness, and everyone, if you don't remember who Carter Smith is, I mean, he is the director of such films as The Ruins or the Into the Dark entry uh, Midnight Kiss, which is also very queer. We've covered both of them. We've covered both of them, and he's also been a guest on our show in our episode on The People Under the Stairs from our very first year. So he had talked to us about this a little bit in our interview with him on our YouTube channel, because we talked to him about a special screening of his first short film, Bug Crush, which was playing a film festival back in January, and told us a little bit about this. And yes, <laughs> he was cagey. Yeah. <laughs> this is a queer movie. I mean, we have a queer protagonist. We do have plenty of full frontal male nudity in this film. Absolutely. It deals with explicit queer characters. So for that, I really, really commend it. And one of these characters, I think it's actually a very nice subversion of the type of character that you would see in this type of film. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think he's done a real bang-up job incorporating a film that is unabashedly queer. Right. But in terms of quick thoughts, um, I am lightly recommending this one, Joe. Okay. There's some trepidation in your voice. I feel like part of this, and we said we're going to keep this spoiler-free, yeah. I don't think it's a major spoiler to acknowledge the fact that Mark Patton is in this film, and he plays a character who shows up in that back half when there is kind of a tonal change. But I'm wondering, is some of your reticence to more firmly recommend the film, does it have something to do with what happens in the back half? It does. And let me kind of explain where my expectations are with this movie. Because yes, we've gone over the plot, we've gone over the synopsis, and I think the best way to describe this movie is it is Maria Full of Grace mixed with Carter Smith's Bug Crush. Yes, that's fantastic. Yeah, this is a film that, and this, I don't even think this is a spoiler to say, it takes place in the same universe as Bug Crush. So if you have not seen Bug Crush, I would highly recommend you go seek it out. I think it's on Vimeo or YouTube or something, or you can go listen to our, our YouTube interview on it, or you can go read our article on it, because we've also written about this short, because it's a very, very, very good short that, in my opinion, is a real showcase for Smith's talents, not only just in terms of directing, but also in the way he can build dread, because that mm-hmm. that short film is oh. very depressing. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite short of all time. Yes. It's so good. And I almost wonder if having seen it maybe set up unrealistic expectations or maybe realistic ones that this film did not fully meet for me. Because I do think that up until Mark Patton enters this film, I do think Swallow does a very good job of maintaining that dread, that bug crush built up. Right. Unfortunately for me, yeah, once Patton enters this film, as you said, the tone shifts and I don't think it really fully works for me to the point where by the time the film ended, I was a bit, not underwhelmed, but a little disappointed. And again, it's hard to talk about without going into specifics and spoiler territory. But what I will say is, I think this is a really, really good first half of a movie and a slightly confused and muddled second half of a movie. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I did have a slightly similar experience. I'm not as down on the back half of the film. I think I was able to negotiate that transition in tone a little bit more than you. Yeah. And I didn't have the same kind of issues with Patton's role slash performance as you maybe did. And we should clarify, I don't think either one of us is saying it's bad. It's just that it feels kind of jarring because of what we've seen come before it. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, if I had not seen Bug Crush, if I, multiple times, by the way, if I didn't know how Bug Crush made me feel, would I be, like, missing that feeling in this movie? Maybe not as much as I am right now, but unfortunately I have seen Bug Crush, and because Smith has clearly set this in the same world... 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really hard for me to separate those two properties. Yeah, I think it's also a testament to the front half of the film mm-hmm. and what Smith is able to accomplish. Like, this is a film that's set in Maine. It was shot on location because uh, Carter Smith, I like to say he's the second best thing to come out of Maine after Stephen King in terms of <laughs> horror content. <laughs> but Okay, but you probably I don't actually believe that. You believe he's the best thing to come out of Maine because you're not a big Stephen King fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Hate mail, hate mail. Yeah. No, I I just think he's able to accomplish so much with the, like, to me, Bug Crush and also Swallowed is very much a film based around class and people who are desperate. So it's like, it's taking place on back roads in the night with people who need to do bad things or who want to do bad things because they are driven by poverty and class and circumstance. And for me, that's where so much of the tension is created in both the short as well as this feature film, because I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And there's something really, it gets under my skin where I just think these are people who are in over their heads, but it's too late to turn back now. And the, the, the crux of this film is the relationship between Benjamin and Dom. And I think both Cooper Coach and Jose Colon, they, I think they do really well in, in these roles. Mm-hmm. It's just, again, oh God, I, I hate that I can't talk about the back half of this movie. <laughs> no, you can't, you can't. No, I know, I know. But, 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 but the focus kind of drifts away from their central relationship into something else. And it becomes more Benjamin focused, which is fine. It's just, uh, I don't find it as effective. Right. I think it's, again, it's a bit of a testament to the relationship that they very quickly establish in the, even the opening scenes, right? Like the movie opens with them in a gay bar. We're uncertain as to the nature of the relationship. Are they lovers? Are they friends? Are they former lovers who are now just friends? And the movie kind of delights in playing around the sort of will they, won't they nature of their relationship. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I really think that Smith does a great job in writing. And then I think Coach and Cologne do well to bring these characters to life in a, a really easy way. Like you, they have such an easy chemistry with one another that when shit does start to hit the fan, you're very concerned for both of them. Now, I will say, though, and it shouldn't be a shock to say that I think Jenna Malone is excellent in this movie. fucking great in this movie. (laughs) I love her in this movie because she's not necessarily a villain, but she's definitely dabbling in some moral gray areas where she's like, I have to get this done because I'm a drug dealer. So So let's do it. And there is just a ferocious intensity to her character that I just love watching in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is rough and tumble Jenna Malone. Like, I think a lot of people will come into this expecting her to be nerdy like Amy was in The Ruins, or they're (laughs) going to see her from Saved, where, you know, she's kind of likable, but she's got a bit of a bite. And this is like Jenna Malone does Alice as having fallen on really hard times like she will do whatever the fuck she needs to do to get the job done and she does not give two shits about these queers yeah this is neon demon denim alone oh yes yes actually that is (laughs) yeah she she doesn't have the same sexual proclivities (laughs) but that same kind of you know what i will throw someone under the bus if it means that i get away and i get my money well and again that that to me it really raised the suspense for a lot of the film because it's like oh like i I couldn't ever get a grasp on fully until a certain point, whether she really cared about whether these guys lived or died. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. she just worried about the deal. And we haven't really talked much about the deal itself. And I don't know how much we want to go into it outside of the fact that if you have seen Bug Crush, you probably know what the deal is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a kind of conventional 
approach to the topic and the maria full of grace if people don't know what that involves it is very much like you consume the drugs so that you can carry them across the border but obviously that has a certain level of risk and particularly in swallowed that's also where some of the queer content comes from and it is abrasive it's unexpected it's uncomfortable and i was really intrigued because one of the reasons that we got to cover this is because the filmmaker and also the pr team were very much like this is queer horror we want to get this into queer horror fans first and foremost like they are going to appreciate this film in a different way than conventional audiences do and i don't know about you but i feel like this is going to shock some straight folks trace very very much so and again that's where i'm kind of like oh i feel bad that i'm like less high on the second half of this film because that actually is kind of where we well the whole movie is queer but we (laughs) really start delving into more explicitly very just queer only type things in that second half and again it's a thing where i'm like oh i really appreciate that they're in this movie I think this film does some really interesting choices with typical uh, non-queer narrative tropes where it queers them up in a way where I'm like, oh, that is really, really interesting. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that that Smith does that with his screenplay. It's just, again, at the end of the day, I just don't know how the, the, the mishmash of tones here, uh, the execution is going to work for as for everyone. Right. Okay. So maybe to start to bring this to a bit of a close... Mm-hmm. Do you anticipate that this will, A, play well with general audiences, and B, do you think it will reward repeat viewings? Um, mm, that's kind of a trick, I'm not a trick question, but that's a tough question. <laughs> it's a complicated well, question. Well, okay, so uh, let, just as a, let, let's remove the queer aspect, right? Like, this is a low-budget, kind of a, uh, kind of a, there's a low-budget indie horror film, and Mm-hmm. I don't ever think it's slow. And there's never a point in this film where I'm bored. I'm very much right. invested in what's going on because it really hits the ground running as soon as we move past this queer bar in the opening scene. So on that level, I think, yes. In terms of the content, though, we're talking about queerness. Um, I mean, right, like, are we talking like mainstream general audiences or are we talking like horror fans? You know, like I think horror fans will dig this movie. Okay. There is one very explicit scene of let's how do i say this not being spoilery of body horror let's say right mm-hmm. that i do think it that is steeped in queerness <laughs> yes that is a good way to put it and i think that i mean that's probably going to be the if, the if anyone has an issue with this film or they're like oh that's too much that's mm-hmm. going to be the one right i do think that the film's budget limits some of the of the effectiveness of scenes like that there are also some things that are off screen because we can't afford to have the effects for those things and i'm just kind of like oh i you wanted to see it yeah and i I, i know we are dabbling in that oh well sometimes what you don't see is more scary or it's more effective or whatever but unfortunately in this in this film i don't fully agree with that so i think that this will be a really interesting watch i don't know if it's going to be something that people latch onto now in terms of repeat viewings i don't know you I haven't seen it a second time, so maybe I should go back and watch it again to see if I pick up on new things. Right. Yeah, I guess I'm mostly interested to know if when we anticipate what's to come in the back half, if we can sort of steal ourselves or prepare ourselves like, here comes the transition, will it land better or will it continue to be like, mm, no, I just really prefer the front half a bit more. Absolutely. I mean, that's how it's going to be with most movies, right? Where it's like, oh, we're taking a turn here. And, and unfortunately, at this time, the film doesn't have a distributor. So that, I mean, that's why it's playing the festival circuit, right? To to get the word out. To, so hopefully someone will snatch this up and release it ideally <laughs> later this year. So y'all can all hear us talk about it in more detail. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. 
But what about you, Joe, though? Like, do, do you think, how do you think this will play with regular audiences? Uh, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I don't know that this will work for sort of normies. I think horror <laughs> people will give it a sample because Carter Smith has begun to make a name for himself. I mean, this is interestingly enough made out of his All the Dead Boys productions. And we've talked before about how Carter's background is in fashion photography. So he, he's got a great eye for how do things look, you know, he's framing these boys and they're looking very sexy. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's a natural extension of the world that he's been doing even on his Instagram accounts. So I'm interested to see if the people who have been following his career are going to latch onto this because it's a new Carter Smith project and it's really exciting. But then sometimes I just think, oh, it's me. I'm just like hard fangirling everything he does. So I'm probably not able to be objective about this. That's totally fair. But you know what? Like, both you and I are big Carter Smith fans. We really enjoyed everything he's done, or at least liked everything he's done. So, and this film is no exception. So, again, while I'm a bit more critique-heavy on the film than you are, I still, I mean, I'm happy this film exists. I'm happy that I saw it. And I'm happy that hopefully it's going to come out. So, hopefully Mm -hmm. someone snatches this up and, you know... It gets more eyes on it. There we go. So I think that's about as far as we can take it without getting into spoilers. So folks, as we said, keep an ear out. We will be back when the film becomes more widely available. Yes. And I guess on that note, we can cross out our spoiler-free Swallowed. (laughs) Review. Yes, we could cross that out. (laughs) I cross out horror queers. (laughs) 